Our scripture reading will be taken from uh, Matthew chapter 15. We've uh, been going through the book of Matthew. So we're going to start with Matthew 15, starting in verse 1. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees, which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said unto them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? What we're about to see here is the contrast between Jesus and the Pharisees and the difference between the traditions and customs of man and the commandments of God. Paul addressed the saints about this very thing in Colossians 2 and 8 when he said, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. See, the word is full of religions and beliefs that focus more on traditions and customs and not the teachings of what Christ came for. Our objective should be to obey the commandments of God and not the traditions of men. A tradition is simply a handed down of a culture from generation to generation, especially an oral one. But the commandments of God are spoken and written. Verse 4 says, For God commanded, saying, Honor thy father and mother, and he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. But you say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift by whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me. And honor not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus you have made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Let's look at this in, in the commandment of God in Exodus 20 and 12. It said, Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days may be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The law of God required that a son should honor his parents among other things, and provide for his wants and when he was old and in distress. Yet the Jewish teachers said that it was more important for a man to dedicate his property to God that to, than to provide for the wants of his parent. Doing this was in direct conflict with what God intended and said in the commandments. You hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you saying, this people draw nigh unto me with their mouth and honoreth me with their lips, but their hearts is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Just because words come out of your mouth that pertain to God does not mean you have honored or worship him in your heart. All the words in the world will not make it honorable. And again, the commandments of men do not coincide with the commandments of God. Verse 10 says, And he called the multitude and said unto them, Hear and understand. See, Jesus is giving the multitude clarity of what the Pharisees said. Just like the Pharisees had their rules, they thought should be kept. Every church has a set of rules or guidelines they expect to be kept. 
But we must also understand some things are not God's commandment, but simply an instruction on how the church wants their house ran. But when what is being taught is against the commandments of God, it should be examined and corrected. Jesus tells them in verse 11, Now that which goeth into the mouth, not that which goeth into the mouth defile a man, but that which cometh out of the mouth, this defiles a man. Defile means to make filthy. So what you eat or what goes in does not make you filthy. It's what comes out. This is why we guard our ears so we won't absorb and repeat some of the things we hear. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard this saying? No, the Pharisees were offended at what Jesus said. People will also become offended at the truth you speak. Jesus did not pay them displeasure any mind. And when one does not agree with the truth that you share, don't let your heart become troubled or condemned. But he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. Let them alone. They, are, they be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into the ditch. Jesus said, let them alone. The whole point proves our Lord means give them up. Have no kind of religious fellowship with them. And the reason is because they are blind leaders. Verse 15, then answered Peter and said unto him, declare unto us this parable. And Jesus said, are you also yet without understanding? Do not you yet understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast into the draught? But those things which proceeded out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man. What is there to understand? What you eat goes in one end and comes out the other. What comes from your heart did not come from what you ate. It came from what you heard, what you saw and received. These are the things that stick to your heart. And you either repeat them or do them by mouth or action. Verse 19 said, for out of the heart proceedeth evil thoughts, murderers, adulterers, fornication, thefts, false witness, blasphemy. Washing your hands was a culture and a hygiene thing. Not doing so does not make you, make you defiled or wrong. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. The things spoken in verse 19 are filthy and violate the commandments of God. Again, this is why we must be careful and what we allow to go into our treasure. Everything that sounds good to you is not always good for you. Remember what we said earlier. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy. I want you to listen to someone, some of the definitions of this word philosophy. 
and inquired speculation concerning the source or nature of human knowledge, better known as educated opinion. It is the system of ideas based on such thinking and vain deceit is hazardous to your souls and will rob you of happiness after the traditions of men. Again, the traditions are things men have passed down after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. Rudiments of the world are the principles of the world, world which are the basic truths of the law, which was a schoolmaster until Jesus. We are no longer under the law anymore, but under grace. Look at verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her, Not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. It is shown here that Christ delays to return an answer to a well-qualified prayer. Sometimes we don't seem to get an answer to what we believe is a well-qualified prayer. One writer says maybe we do not pray earnestly enough. Or sometimes our prayer is just for the outward man. Maybe what we pray for is not good for us or not yet time for it. But let us not judge God's hearing prayer by his present answer. But it goes on to say, but he answered and said, I am not sick, but unto the house, the lost sheep of Israel, house of Israel. Then came she and worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not meet to take the children's bread and to eat it and to cast it to dogs. Let us look at this a little closer. By bread, Jesus means the publication of the gospel and the miracles by which the truth of the doctrine is confirmed. Dogs are presents the heathen whom the Jews counted as dogs. They believed all nations of the world were likened unto dogs. Even the Muslim or Mohammedans still consider Christians as dogs. When Jesus says it is not meat, he means it is not just or nor equal. His mission or goal was to the household of Israel. By this answer Jesus gave, it was not intended to prove her or to insult her, for she was, she was seen in his sight by her faith, her humility, and her affliction. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. What Israel rejects, the Gentiles receive. Verse 28, then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that hour, very hour. Here we can see the greatness of her faith being manifested. She came to Christ under difficulties. She persisted when her prayers seemed to be denied. She still pleaded when obstacles were Presented, she waited at his feet until he had mercy. Such faith always prevails. Mm -hmm. How persistent are we with what we see is needed? How easily do we give up? 
What percent will you give yourself on the faith you have that God will hear you when you ask? In verse 29, and Jesus departed from thence and came nigh unto the sea of Galilee and went up into a mountain and sat down there. And great multitudes came unto him, having with them those that were lame, blind, dumb, maimed, and many others, and cast them down at Jesus' feet, and he healed them. Whatever the problem, they brought it with them. The multitudes followed and came for relief and healing. The Pharisees and Sadducees came to criticize and find fault. Wherever Jesus went, many followed. I believe Jesus was not given a moment's rest. Verse 31 says, insomuch that the multitude wondered when they saw the dumb to speak, the maimed to be whole, the lame to walk, and the blind to see. And they glorified the God of Israel. Just a thought, so many in his presence, some Jews, some not. To see the dumb speak, a lame person walk, the blind see, you can say that's one thing. These are amazing things to witness. But to see the main be made whole, main meaning someone in this condition is someone who had a limb cut off or disabled in those parts. To see such a sight restored, how could you not give the praise and glory to God? Amen. What would you think or do if you went to a service and this happened? The question is, do you believe this is still happening? When they saw it, they gave God the glory. Then Jesus called his disciples unto him and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they continue with me now three days and having nothing to eat. And I will not send them away fasting, lest they faint in their way. All the things that were happening, I mean, they, they followed him day after day, not being concerned with anything. Following Jesus meant more than food to them. What would you give up? What would you forsake? What will you deny to hear and see the wonderful works of God? How far would you travel? How long would you stay? I'm talking about the true worship of Jesus and not a program that is only entertaining your flesh. And his disciples say unto him, What should we have so much bread in the wilderness as to fill so great a multitude? And Jesus said unto them, How many loaves have we? And they said, Seven and a few little fish. I know they don't do this Today, but I remember when we would be out playing, nobody had money, maybe a few pennies, a nickel at best. But we would gather pop bottles and go to this day, day old store, and we would all have something. So, again, we could. So, again, what could a few loaves of bread and fish do for so many? 35 says, and he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves and the fish and gave thanks and break them and gave to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled. And they took up 
of the broken meat that was left seven baskets full. Again, what they started with was the same amount they ended with. Yet everyone ate and was full. And they that did eat were 4,000 men besides women and children. Mm. Again, 4,000 were the men only. Verse 39 says, And he sent away the multitude and took ship and came into the coast of Magadale. But, but not before he spiritually instructed their souls, fed their physical stomach, and healed their natural bodies. As a recap, what we have learned from this chapter is, men are often far more attached to traditions and the commandments of men than the law of God. Men are trying to explain away the law of God, if possible. It is too strict and too spiritual. They will try to explain it and dilute it so as to make it mean nothing. Wicked men do not love God's law. We learn men are prone to introduce foolish rites into religion. Men easily take offense when they are faithfully reproved. We should, know, we should not be discouraged that our prayers are not immediately answered. We should not be discouraged. Our prayers will be answered if we preserve, persevere. We should come with humility and faith. We can never think too little of ourselves or too much of the mercy and faithfulness of Christ. Christ will take care of his followers. Mm -hmm. We may be assured that he is his power to give us all we need. We should be grateful to God for our daily food we should render to him proper thanksgiving. Yes. With that, my time is up, and I thank you for yours.